Welcome to episode 16 of the Sports Bible. I am your co-host, Michael. I'm your other co-host, Jackson. Um, you know, back from the break. Glad to be back. Uh, some, i say, new news for Brantford. We've got a uh, practice game against the alumni coming up on Thursday. Um, I know a lot of us are... You know, first years we haven't played with the alumni. Um, I have. I did a, start, uh, a little tournament with them before, so I kind of met the, the alumni before who were playing. Uh, but Uka, the ghost, has played, uh, I'd say, I think a season with a couple of them. Um, what do you think? Uh, what are your expectations for Thursday's game? Yeah, it should be a good game. I, uh, I do expect us to win. Um, <laughs> We definitely got enough guys to do some damage. So um, I, I think we'll take the W. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you know, there's a, you know, Martin, Martin kind of warned us and, you know, how they play. Uh, it's going to be a physical game. Um, I'm just hoping that, you know, all of us take it serious as mm-hmm. it's a, kind of a, a game like literally five days before regionals, uh, which is March March eighth. Um, but uh, if anyone wants to come out Thursday, it's at ten p.m. at the what is that storage access arena? Yeah, the accelerator sports complex. Yeah. If you want to come out and support, ten p.m. there. Uh, I know. I think a couple of people are actually going to come out that I know of. Uh, so now it's just more pressure for me to score and hit the gritty. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I told Adrian I'm, I'm begging a hat trick. So, yes, sir. But, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I think one mistake from either side is going to determine the outcome of the game. I think, uh, you know, just a crucial mistake from us in the back or something in the midfield and they score. I think that's going to be outcome or, you know, same thing after them. I think, I mean, I played with them before. Uh, as I said, they're physical, they're tall, they're, uh, you know, they they can click easy. Their chemistry is on, on, on a different level. Uh, I'm just hoping that, uh, you know, we, we cycle through some lineups here and see who works with who. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, it gets uh, – Gives the keepers a chance to face, you know, what's going to actually happen in indoor and gets, uh, especially most of the team, ready for what's going to happen indoor. As I said, it's fast paced. Um, you have no time on the ball unless you're a defender. Um, if you're an attacker, you have no time on the ball. Midfield, you have no time on the ball. Right when you get it, someone's on you. Uh, so it's definitely going to be an awakening for us, which which is good. Um, I'd rather have the awakening now than at regionals. Um, but speaking about regionals, we have our first game against George Brown. Uh, you know, uh, I, I know our team's excited for this one. Uh, we're pumped. Um, you know, they are defending champs, but, you know, our team's come in there. We're hungry uh, and we're uh, looking for the win. Uh, now, I know Michael was excited for this when, when you when we found George Brown was our first team. Yes, uh, what do you got? I know I know what everybody asks about the regionals and stuff, but now that the schedule is finalized and uh, 
you know, facing George Brown, what, what do you expect this game? Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough game. It'll be a, a dog fight for sure. I um I don't know anybody from their team or anything like that, but I do know you know from years past, um, they usually come out with a strong team. But I think, you know, we're just gonna worry about us and focus on what we have, what we bring to the table, and you know, maximize our talent and ability. I think I can definitely say our our group is united. Um, we got a, we got some good chemistry. We still have some time to grow, but um, we're definitely heading in the right direction. And I like where things have, have been going. We still got one more week to prepare. So, you know, we have to take advantage of that. Um, this week is going to be very intense, you know, starting with our practice today, later on, moving on to Tuesday and then obviously Thursday with the alumni game. And then we got one more practice next Monday to really, lock in before you know we head off to regionals on tuesday yeah i'm excited i'm just ready to go uh last thing before we move on from brantford you know kind of a a big news for our team uh we're gonna be missing um uh, one of our one of our key players in midfield emmanuel you know it's tough uh yeah. i know a lot of viewers you know like who's emmanuel um <laughs> if, if you don't know him um he's a guy that you know a perfect i think in my eyes you know a, a true a true midfield uh, he's tall he's he hold ball uh good good footwork um it's you know it's gonna be tough without him but i think we have a lot of guys who can fill in that position and um we're, we're waiting for their chance and you know i think whoever gets that chance that they i don't think they're gonna blow it um uh, but it's just it's just an extra an extra uh, fight, you know, for us to you know make the provincials, have him here for provincials. Um, you know, he's as he's as he's missing regionals, but we want him to play this season, so it's it's adds an extra fightness to uh, the win for him, and hopefully, you know, he'll be back for provincials and nothing happens. But uh, I think that covers Bradford news. A lot of soccer coming up this week. Um, and then, you know, we'll stay on the soccer side of it. Um, we'll get, dive right into the Premier League. And a couple of big games happen. Um, we'll talk about Premier League. We'll jump around in Champions League and Europa League. But uh, I think I think, I think the game of the week in all competition uh, was Liverpool-Chelsea in uh, the League Cup yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I personally watched it. Um, I've heard... Uh, you know, there was a lot of offside flags, a lot of goals that got called offside. It was, uh, you know, one of the best games people have seen in a while. Um, you know, you're getting two powerhouses going back and forth. Uh, Liverpool did win 11-10 on penalties. Uh, Kepa, Kepa kind of blasted it over the bar, but, uh, you know, I don't know if you watched it and your your thoughts on the game. I was, um, I was able to to see the full highlights. So, so I'm like 11 minute highlights. So I think, yeah, I got a good grasp of the game, but there was a lot of offsides. Um, Mason Mount had a lot of clear chances that he should have scored. Um, I felt Chelsea should have won the game. Liverpool did have their chances as well, but I, I do feel Chelsea should have won the game. They, uh, but it was a very entertaining game back and forth. Um, but the penalties, if we want to go straight into that, um, <laughs> it's it's really 
it looks really bad on Kepa's part. Um, you know, they took off Mendy, who played amazing, um, because of Kepa's, you know, record of saving penalties. And it just, it just backfired completely. Um, he didn't save any. And then his penalty was absolutely atrocious. It was, it was shambolic. <laughs> like, like, like the way he skied it over the bar. No, nah, it was, it was pretty unacceptable. But, <laughs> um, I, I think Chelsea should feel this, this may help their season in the sense of that. Um, they really have to kick on and push forward and try and, you know, make some noise because I know, I know we know they're going to make Champions League, but I don't know. Do you feel like they've kind of had an underwhelming season, especially with all the expectations and how they started, especially at the beginning of the season? What do you think? Uh, yeah, you know, there's so much star power in Chelsea. Uh, yeah. you know, a lot of, a lot of, when they first went in like Werner and Havertz and, uh, Ziak and Chilwell uh, and Mendy. Um, they had so much expectation um, in the Prem. Uh, I don't think they lived up to the expectation their first year in the Prem, um, but they did in Champions League. Obviously, they won it, um, which kind of, you know, to me, I think the Champions League is bigger than the Prem. I think Champions League is the biggest tournament in the world uh, when it comes to soccer. So, um, besides the World Cup, um, but um, I think you know, yeah, you know, like we gave him a year to kind of work together, and then they brought in Lukaku, which is just another star power striker. Um, they have so much talent on paper that they should be cleaning up house um, right now, and they, you know, the you know the sitting third. And they, they're about like a couple of games, a couple of points above like us, Man United, um, Tottenham. Um, you know, I, I feel like with the so much depth and star power they have, I feel like they should have been a solid top two uh, pushing for the title race. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I just like, again, like, I just feel like too much star power causes problems because uh, you got a lot of guys who want the ball on their feet constantly. Um, you know, you need players like a N'Golo Conte or a Cruz or a Modric, you know, who can facilitate and get the ball quick to the players that they know who are going to make, make some damage. Uh, I, like overall, I just feel like to answer your question, yes, I think it's um, – you know, overwhelming. I think um, they should. Their expectations from us, and especially from me, and I think other people who enjoy watching soccer had them finishing top two, especially coming off the Champions League title, um, and then adding Lukaku after the fact. Uh, so yeah, I think I think they should easily be a top two team. Yeah, I. Um... The expectations have—they've definitely not lived up to them. Um, and that's the thing—they have so much firepower, like you said. So it kind of surprised me how, like, how bad Lukaku's been like playing. Um, I know he got injured, 
And then, you know, they had the little fallout with the whole Inter thing. So, but he should be someone that kind of takes them to that next level. And I feel like he hasn't, he hasn't done that for them, which is kind of hindering, you know, the level they could get to. And it's almost like they, they play better when he's not playing. You know what I mean? Like when they put Kai Havertz up front, it, it seems like they play much. There's much more freedom to their play. Where with Lukaku, obviously, um, you have to play to his strengths. So it, it can hinder the rest of what the, the team can do. But but it was a good game. Um, you know, it, it does look like a two-horse race, though, in the Premier League with Liverpool and City. Um, it's getting much more interesting. You know, I think the gap is only three points. So. Uh, I think it's six now since Man- Manchester won against Leeds, I want to say. Not Leeds. Oh, Everton? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah six yes, points. you're right. Yeah. Six points, yeah. Liverpool have a game in hand, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. But it is closer than we thought. I know yeah. a while ago we thought it was over. I think City <laughs> were up. City were up like 13 points, I believe. So, um, but that's the glory of the Premier League, you know. It's uh, it's it's always unpredictable. You never know who's gonna win, and uh, it should shape up to be pretty interesting. I'd say from from first place to about eighth. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of movement, um, especially between between four. Between fourth, obviously, the race for fourth is is looking pretty interesting. You know, you got Man United, West Ham, Arsenal, Tottenham, and Wolves. And speaking of Arsenal, we had a big, big victory. Oof. Big, big victory Oof. against Wolverhampton. It's been scared. It's there. Yeah, we. I thought I didn't. I wasn't able to watch the game. But, I wasn't either. But from everything I saw with the highlights and you know some drama. We we dominated them. We dominated. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, and that goal when Pepe came on, he changed the game. Oh, beautiful. Um, he scored a brilliant, brilliant goal, uh-huh. and then got the assist for the Lacazette finish in the ninety fifth minute. What do you think overall? Uh, you know, as it, as I said, in watch game, it's got updates. Um, I watched highlights. So Pepe with a beautiful, beautiful turn in the box. Um, and, and he, you get him on the left foot, he's deadly. Uh, definitely needed him to come off the bench. But I think, you know, I'm happy with the three points, but there's definitely takeaways I can say. Um, I think that game really showed that we do need a new striker. Yeah. Um, we had plenty, plenty of chances um, to score, and we just couldn't. You know, Odegaard hit the, hit the crossbar. Lacazette uh, had plenty of chances. Um, I think we need a prolific goal scorer on our team, a quick, um, you know, thankfully, you know, Lacazette put one in the back of the net um, for the game winner. But that game, as you said, we dominated. We should have comfortably won that game. Uh, it shouldn't not have been 2-1. It should have been at least 3-4. to four. Um, I don't think Wolves should even score. You know, Gabriel with a horrible pass. Yeah, uh, you know, we almost conceded at the earlier the second half. I saw some highlights, mm-hmm. uh, but after that, we dominated from I think 
I'd say the 50th minute to the 90th, 5th, uh, 95th. Uh, and we should at least popped in at least three goals in that span. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm happy with the points, but takeaways I could say is we need a striker quick. Um, you know, we, as you said, we were in race for uh, Vlasovic and, you know, I said he wasn't going to be as good, but he's putting me wrong right now in Juventus. Mm. Playing, he's playing good in the past couple of games, but, you know, if we got him, maybe it would have changed. But yes, um, definitely need new striker. Um, I think you can agree with me on this one. Someone in quick and fast. Yeah, I would love for uh, a Jonathan David. Yep. Or, you know, an Isak or, of course, Haaland. I think those should be our top three targets. Pay what we have to pay for them because it's clear it's it's clear that getting that type of striker will will uh, take us forward um, in a big big way. Obviously, we have to sort out the midfield and you know get some get some cover for for defense. But I think the midfield and a striker is priority number one. Um, you know, I saw how. Spurs lost to Burnley, <laughs> and then they 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 were able to beat Leeds. Uh, Man United had had a tie against Watford, which was pretty embarrassing. Again, I think. What's up? They they struggle against Watford. Yeah, like they had the chances to score. Bruno should have scored a hat trick. Ronaldo should have scored about two. They just couldn't put them away. I think it's it's all in Arsenal's hands right now. We have about what. Three game in three games in hand. Yeah, I think three games in hand, and we're only two points behind fourth. So our advantage is because we only play once a week because we're trash. Like <laughs> I feel like we can we can game plan for teams easier because you know our training sessions are, are focused on that that one team, right? Instead of having multiple you know teams to game plan for in a week. So I feel like those training sessions are very very important. And clearly it's working. You know, the team, the team is, um, we're together. We're playing much better. We're actually creating chances as to before we couldn't even create chances. So I'm seeing the improvements, you know, Odegaard's playing amazing. You know, obviously Smith Rowe was unable to play, but he, he's been out of his mind. Uh, Martinelli came back. So, and it looks like we're getting something from Pepe. I hope this continues um, I think him coming off the bench, we should keep it that way. He he hasn't yep. earned a starting spot, but it's good to see that we have, you know, some quality off the bench that can do some damage. Yeah. Um, you know, I like Saka. Saka played amazing against and the highlights I saw with Wolves. Um, just creating chances as much as he could. Um Hopefully we can carry it over. If we, as in, you know, we got Watford next Sunday at 9 a.m. Uh, it should be a win, hopefully. Um, you know, with the remaining schedule, I said we should pick up at least almost all the wins except for a couple. Um, you know, you know, we uh, we beat Brentford. Uh, Beat Wolves, you know, we should walk into Watford. We should beat Watford. Uh, as, and as you say, like, it's in our hands. We have a pretty easy schedule going forward. Um, 
we should walk away with at least 12 to 15 points. Um, just, you know, I think if we bring in that striker next season, we'll be a consistent top four team. Um, and, and, you know, I'm going to keep saying this, you know, once we make Champions League, it's going to draw attention from players who want to leave um, and come to Arsenal. Um, you know, they have something else. They have something to play for. They they get a free spot in the Champions League to play. They get to play in the best league in the world, the Premier League. Um, and they get to play for the, you know, Cups all over again, you know, League Cup, FA Cup, uh, Carabao Cup. Um, but I don't know. It's like, do I try? Like, can I trust Arsenal? That's the thing. Can I trust yeah. this team to collect these points? We struggle against bottom table teams. Um, you know, teams like Watford, like Norwich, like Newcastle, like Burnley, uh, like Brentford has, you know, uh, you know, first game of the season. Um, but we got to really, like, treat every team like it's a Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea. Uh, because any team can – that's the beauty of Premier League. Any team can play like Man City. Like Norwich or Brentford can play like a Man City one game. Um so we got to be prepared. Um, the only thing is, do I trust them? Um, me, if I had to answer this question, do I trust Arsenal? Mm. I'm on a fence, 50-50. Um, mm-hmm. But do you trust them? Do you trust them with the remaining schedule? I... Um, I don't know. <laughs> because that that's the thing about Arsenal. That's why I don't really get too high or too low anymore when you know when things happen to us. Um just because I know that we're not the most consistent team in the world. Um you know, like you said like our next games against Watford. Realistically, we should, you know, we should deal with them. But you never really know with Arsenal anymore. There's never we don't have that real conviction that real conviction that we used to have. Um, you know, I see some games, you know, we have Liverpool, we have Austin Villa, we have Man United, we have West Ham. Um, there's, there isn't, there isn't too many difficult games, but I feel like every game, we just have to take it as it is. You know what I mean? We can't really, um, expect anything. (laughs) I feel like we just have to take it game by game and just see how we play and then go from there. So realistically, we should get fourth place. I I do think, I do think we should be able to attain that. But I know Arsenal will have games where we'll slip up against like a Leeds who are horrible right now, you know, or, or Southampton will beat us three nil. And then we're kind of, we're kind of like, what's going on. So, um, it's going to be an interesting finish, but I really don't know about what to think of our fixtures. Yeah. You know, I kind of rode the wave. I mean, we all that like 11 game on beat streak, you know, that was like 
highest hopes that you can go. And then we slender next three games after. Uh, it's, a, it's a roller coaster being a fan for Arsenal. It's up and down, emotions. Um, but uh, and speaking, you, need, you, you mentioned United. Uh, they're struggling right now. Um, you know, you mentioned it before, they tied Wolves. Um, not Wolves, Watford was 0-0. Mm-hmm. Um, they just scraped a draw against Atletico in the, in the Champions League. Uh, Alonga comes in clutch again for him. Um, and Ronaldo's not, I don't know, Ronaldo hasn't been playing. Yeah. Up to his um, standards. Um, is the age, is it? Is players are united? We don't know. Um, do you think he'll uh, turn around eventually, or, or, or do you think this is the uh, beginning of his retirement? Um, I think he'll turn it around eventually. Um, he's got he's got nine goals and three assists in twenty three matches. Um. Which it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, that's not horrible. But obviously his expectations, we can't, I feel like we we shouldn't expect, you know, 35 goals this season or anything like that. Um it's 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 mainly because of Man United's play, but it's not, but Renato is getting the chances. So that's why I feel like he he may be slowing down a, a bit. You know, he's 37 years old now. Um, but I think near the end of the season, it'll, it'll turn around for him. How about you? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's Ronaldo, you know, I'll, I'll, he plays with so much passion. Um, I feel like, you know, it's a slump. Um, I feel like I, I agree with you. I think he will turn it around eventually. Um, uh, I think it is the game plan, but he, as as you said, he gets he had chances. I forget the one game. I think they won two one. Um, I think Fred scored the game winner. Uh, multiple chances to score. Uh, you know, missed missed a couple with a couple of headers. Uh, I think two of them. Uh, I think I think he did score once that game. I want to say. Um, you know, he's had he's had his chances, but like. You know, with age, your performance drops. It's going to happen. Um, he's definitely not the same Ronaldo. Um, you know, we're not going to, as you said, we're not going to expect him to score 35 goals in a season. Maybe when he was like 30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's Ronaldo. I think they turn it around eventually. Um, it's, a, it's a tough league to play in. Um, you know, if he was, you know, in Messi's farm league, then yeah, he'd be at 40 goals ready. But uh, yeah, you know, I think the next couple of games is, you know, he'll pick up the groove again and hopefully get comfortable with his new coach. Uh, and he's just so, you know, dangerous in the box. He can score any which way. So, um, you, know, you, you give the ball to Ronaldo in the box, we'll, we'll put him back in net no matter what. Um, but overall, we'll turn around to Ronaldo. As I said, his, his passion, 
his love of the game is uh, unreal. So uh, it's a slump. Everyone goes through slumps, but we'll uh, we'll turn it around, hopefully. And uh, hopefully he turns around soon because they need him in the Champions League. Um, yeah. They got one more game against Lazarico. Uh You know, I, I kind of watched a bit of that game. And, you know, United did dominate near the end. Um, the last 10 minutes, uh, but Atletico was all over him. Uh, but yeah, he needs to turn up quick because I think if he doesn't, United keeps slipping and, you know, it's, I don't know. Right now, what are they? They're fifth, right? Or are they, or are they fourth? Are they, are they holding that fourth position? I believe, yeah, they're holding fourth. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, you know, two points behind them. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll turn around. Age comes with, you know, by performances. Thirty-seven. You know, what what can you really ask from a guy? Exactly. Thirty-seven playing at, you know, a fast-paced game. You know, and speaking of thirty-seven, speaking of age, uh, this guy who plays with the Lakers, uh, that. Is on a struggling team right now. Um, as a fan, you know, they were booed yesterday by getting blown out by Pelicans by 28. Um, and Twitter took a rainfall on them. Uh, struggles with this team right now. I don't even know where we're sitting. I think we're sitting 10th or 9th. We're in, we're in a playoff position, but. Uh, You know, AD's out again. Shocker. Um, <laughs> uh, this guy needs to go. Um, and finally, I'm starting to see some social media platforms uh, post, like, you know, is, is it time for AD? Yes. Thank you. It is finally time. Um, I want someone who is consistent. I need someone who will be healthy. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be the same skill. As AD, you're not going to find a better power forward uh-huh. who can do what AD does shooting wise. Um, now, obviously, it's Giannis, but Giannis can't really shoot like AD does. Um, starting to, but um, you know, I just want someone who's consistent, who's healthy, um, and I don't care if he averages 12, 12 points a game, as long as he's healthy and he can, you know at least contribute to the team, then I'm happy. Uh, just, it's just, it's a horrible, horrible time to be a Lakers fan. Um, I feel like I'm watching the 2013 Lakers when they had Nash, Kobe and Howard. Um, now we have, you know, you know, we have LeBron Westbrook and AD, you know, on paper. Uh-huh. Should be going. Westbrook can't shoot. He's in the top of backwards. He's hitting everything, but the net, um, LeBron trying his best, you know, he just came back from an injury. Um, you know, 80s out again. Uh, I don't know. We have no future. Um, like, I don't even see us winning. I don't, I don't even see us making playoffs, to be honest. Uh, I think we're out in the playoff round. Um, everyone's saying, you know, maybe LeBron's going. No, I don't think you will. LeBron leaving when Bronny gets in the league, wherever he goes, that's when he yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, just shambles, you know. Uh, <laughs> but your thoughts on the Lakers? Um, I uh, it's tough, man. <laughs> they're just not. They're just not good. Like, <laughs> um, I think they're very. There's just no intensity. There's no, there's no sense of urgency when I see them play. And I just feel like they, they don't want it enough. Um, especially, you know, LeBron's always going to do what LeBron does, right? We, we know, we know LeBron is guaranteed to do what, to do what he does, but everybody else, it just seems very, like, I don't know if you saw DeAndre Jordan's turnover, <laughs> when he was dribbling up the ball of the court and then he threw it. And I'm just like, why is DeAndre Jordan dribbling the ball of the court? <laughs> like him, especially of all people, I get, you know, certain situations, you know, obviously the big needs to bring it up, but it just didn't, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. The, the way, the way the, the team is constructed, it's just the same problems again. And AD, I, obviously he never wants to be hurt. But he doesn't, even when he's there, he's so inconsistent. You know, you'll get your 30 and 15 one game, and then the next game, he's a non-factor. And it doesn't make sense. Um, will they get the play in? I think they'll probably get a playing game, but I don't know if they'll win the game, right? Um, but even if you get into the playoffs, you guys are going out in the first round. So, 100%. So I I hope they get Phoenix. Um, so they'd have to be the eighth. Yeah, the eighth team. Um, just so Phoenix can embarrass them. But for some reason, I, I do feel like the Lakers are more likely to beat the Warriors than to beat Phoenix. Ooh. Even though I do th- I do still think the Warriors would win. But I, they, yeah, they have a better chance against the Warriors versus the Phoenix Suns. But um, if we go across, you know, the conference to the East, we've seen a couple games now with James Harden and Embiid. I know people are already making, you know, wild assumptions and stuff yeah. like that. It, I mean, off two games, it looks nice. You know, Harden played very well both games. Embiid did his thing. Um, I'm not going to jump to conclusions because I still don't think their roster is deep enough. But it looks it looks good that they're playing well together. What did you think of uh, Harden's performances so far? Uh, you know, uh, I'm loving it. Um, usually, I hate Harden. I hate, <laughs> um, you know, just hated the way he played his game style. Um, everything. I hated him in Houston. I hated him in Brooklyn. Um, but for some reason, you know, like I love Joel Embiid. Um, I don't know. Some reason now that he's, he's wearing a Philly jersey, um, I like, I just appreciate him more. I don't know what it is. Um, usually I get this like, oh, you know, like I hate looking at his stats, you know. You know, he was like 20 free throws a game, blah, blah, blah. He's dropping 35 to 40 points and everyone's hyping him up. Like, you know, mm. yeah, you're getting happy points from free throws. Um you know, 
But I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to like him a lot more, you know, now that he's wearing a Philly jersey. Um, you know, and since I love Embiid, I want to see Embiid succeed. And I don't know. Just him him being there and that, that new dynamic duo, uh, it's, it's fun to watch. Um, you know, you can see Arden's having fun in Philly. Yeah. Like he's finally having fun since he's been in Houston. Um, I don't think he really enjoyed Brooklyn uh, as much as he wanted to. Um, but, you know, last time he was having fun was when he was in Houston. And now he can – I think this is a new beginning for him. I think this is going to be a new stint. This is his new um, cycle. Now, now he's got actually a true big man to play with. Um, you know, I said that they're going to – you know, the two – ball dominant players um but Embiid's still doing what he's doing he's still dropping 30 to 30 to 35 points a game um still gonna the uh rebounds but now you can rack up his assists more um now he's got Harden who can score from anywhere and Harden's dropping triple doubles like he usually does he's still dropping a consistent 25 30 points a game um but yeah it's fun it's fun to watch uh and it's, I don't know, I'm starting to like him a lot more wearing that Philly jersey. He might have to go buy a number one Harden jersey. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, you know, as I said, it's two games, so I don't want to, like, you know, high hopes. But, you know, if they can continue with like this throughout the season, they're, you know, they already were title contention. But I think this is going to really going to push them more to uh, fight for the title and win the East. Um, I kind of want to see him against Milwaukee. I feel like that would be a great Eastern Conference final. Or even if he goes back and versus Brooklyn, um, that would be a great storyline. You know, Harden goes back. He, you know, he beats Brooklyn in the Eastern Conference final with Embiid, mm-hmm. KD and Kyrie, with Ben Simmons. Uh, like, you want to have a playoff game? That would be uh, a playoff series for holy Benson goes back to Philly. Um, Harden goes back to Brooklyn. You know, obviously he didn't like playing in Brooklyn. He expressed that. The fans are not gonna like that. Obviously, the fans didn't like Simmons and uh in Philly. So mm-hmm. definitely booze when they t- touch the ball there, but it's you know, I'm hoping, hoping uh they face off in the playoffs. I want a seven-game series with those two teams. I do see Philly coming out on top. Uh, I just think Brooklyn doesn't have a, a player to stop Embiid. I don't think anyone can stop Embiid. Um, unless you're like a prime Anthony Davis, but, you know, prime Anthony Davis stuck in a wheelchair or something uh, with crutches or something. But, um, yeah, it's it's – it's fun to watch in Philly. It's going to be, you know, definitely a title of contention. Um, but uh, what are your uh, expectations for Simmons in, in Brooklyn? You think he's going to shine? You think he's going to stay the same? You think he's going to work in the shooting? Uh, I think he's going to shine. I really – I see – I see big things happening. Um, I – 
I think they'll use a lot. They'll utilize his strengths um, to the best of their ability. You know, he's obviously going to do a lot of the point guard duties. And I think Brooklyn's actually going to play a lot faster when Simmons is there, which will allow for their shooters like Seth Curry and Patty Mills to, to, you know, um, to shine. And in the sense of how uh, I made this comparison before, how, you know, Draymond Green pushes the offense for the Warriors. I think Simmons will do the same and will really, he'll really um, maximize their small ball lineup. Um, I think that's going to have to be the lineup, which, um, which does the most damage. So it'd probably be Kyrie, Seth Curry, um, Durant, if you want to go really small, <laughs> you could do you could do Kyrie, Seth Curry, Patty Mills, Durant, Simmons. Now, that's extremely small, <laughs> but you could switch out a, a Patty Mills for a Joe Harris just for a little bit more height, um, and then deal with that accordingly. Have Simmons at the five, and then they could operate from there. But I do think it's going to benefit their offense a lot and it like vastly improved their defense. So I'm excited. I just really want to see it. I need to see, you know, the sample size, you know, like 10 to 15 games. Um, hopefully he's back soon. I know he had a little bit of a setback with his back, I believe. So we may have to wait until, you know, mid-March after that Philly game <laughs> um, to see him play. But do I think they're going to win a championship? It's it's very hard to say. Well, it's not hard to say anymore. I think no. <laughs> Even though KD is my favorite player, and I do want him to. I do want him to get that chip. I just don't know if there's enough time for things to gel, and the Warriors are looking real scary, really, really scary. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, waiting on that Ben Simmons return. Ah. Oh. You know, I, I saw him working with uh, Kyle Korver mm-hmm. in the gym. So, you know, he's re, you know, he's finally putting the work in. He, he's getting his – trying to fix his form. Um, you know, a part of me wants to say he's not going to, but a part of me does think that he will shine just because who he's around. He's, with, he's around Kyrie and KD, two great scorers in the game. Uh you know, I think, you know what, I think he will shine. I think, I think he had too much pressure in Philly. Yeah. Uh, being the second guy, kind of first guy beside Embiid. Uh, now he can kind of sit, no pressure, uh, like hiring KD, do what they do, um, and just be there for support when they need him. Um, so I just feel like the pressure is going to be off him. He's finally get to play, um, and you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm kind of make a, I'm gonna make a bold prediction here for next season. Um, I see him winning most improved next year. Um, Who? And Simmons. Wow. <laughs> um, I think. I think he's just gonna you know the pressure's gonna be off him. Uh, you know people aren't gonna really pay as much attention to him as you really can't because you got Katie and Kyrie to focus on throughout the whole game. Um, 
you know, when, and whenever they need a break, you know, Simmons can take that point guard position. Um, and with his size and his speed um, and his post work and his finishing, he can, he can dominate. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just throwing it out there. Full prediction. Uh, most improved player next year. Um, I don't see him win the championship this year. I just don't think, you know, with obviously with injuries and, you know, Kyrie might be coming back with the new New York COVID restrictions. Yeah. He might be able to play. He might be able to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like they spent so much time apart so far um, that they aren't going to, um, I don't know, be able to claw back. I think, you know, Milwaukee and Philly, Miami, even Toronto, um, you know, are starting to pick it up and starting to recognize what they can do. Obviously, Brooklyn did beat Milwaukee a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I just, I just I don't see them winning it. You know, I still have Warriors winning the championship this year. Um, but... Yeah, I have the most improved player next year. Uh, I know it's kind of bold to say it so early, but um, I just think that they – I don't know. The main thing is that he's, he's going to have no pressure in Brooklyn, which is good. Uh, I just feel like he can't handle the bright lights. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's tough coming in as number one pick and trying to carry a franchise. You know, not, not a lot of people can do it. Um, only a few have done it and are, who have succeeded. You know, big wins, LeBron, you know, Dwayne Wade's done it. He's, he wasn't the first pick, but um, he was still a top five pick and he did it. Um, you know, it's, you know, Shaq's done it. You know, it's 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 tough trying to take a franchise with your, with the first little pick as a rookie. So, um, but yeah, hold on, no pressure in Brooklyn. Um, and he'll, he'll just play his game. And hopefully, you know, next year, next year they're going to be deadly. I think next year, once they get a full, as you said, a full stint in, uh, Brooklyn will be favorites for next year. But, yes, yes. Uh, 100%, you know, um, especially if my prediction comes becomes true and he does win most improved, and then you'll, you'll see uh, how, um, how good Brooklyn can be. I think this is a, you know, both teams won the trade in my eyes. Um, you know, Harden wants the title. You won Philly, who's favorites, one of the favorites in the East. You know, uh, Simmons goes to Brooklyn. They're another favorite in the East. So um, at least one of them will, will win a championship in one of those two teams. So um, I don't know. Hopefully, Harden wins it first. In Philly, because just I just want to be to get a ring, um, but he'll shine. He'll win most improved. Um, I think I don't know if the you know if you have anything else in the NBA. I don't know what what else popped up. Uh, I mean, the NBA. It was um, yeah. yeah yeah. Things just got back on Thursday, I believe. Right. So yes. Yeah, Thursday or Friday, yeah. So there hasn't been too many, you know, controversy or anything like that. Um, 
you know, this week we got a full week of basketball. So, you know, next week on the pod, we can discuss that further. Um, yes. Kevin Durant should should be making his return, I heard, in the ne- in this coming week. He won't play today or tomorrow against the Raptors, but hopefully we'll see him by the end of the week. Um, but, yeah, um, sports. I know we had a little bit of a gap with the Premier League also, but uh, that's fully back now. So, yeah, we'll be uh, – be ready to cover both both of the big sports yeah, i think you know we haven't done this in a while um i'm trying to think if we have enough time you know i think we might have enough time here um you know i was talking with a couple of friends you know sergio chase kofi um you know but you know i, I kind of want to get your opinion on this mm-hmm. um, i told him give me your all-time starting 11 um players you have watched Oh, I've seen yes. play on TV um, and just throw them in there. You're all time starting 11. Sorry for the keeper. You can play Wolves goals, a classic 4 4 2. And up to you. Or you can do a 4 3 3. Any formation you want. Um, so in net, I'm probably going to go with Edwin Van der Sar. Okay. Right back, I'm gonna go. Hmm. I'm gonna go Danny Alves. Center backs, I'm gonna go. Hmm. I think I'm gonna go Colo Toure. <laughs> and then. I'm going to go with Vidic as well. And then left back. Hmm. Maybe a Philip Lom. Yeah, I'll go with Philip Lom. So that's, that's the four in the back. And then I'm going to have, I'll do three in the middle and then I'll do okay. three up front. So the three in the middle, I'm going to obviously go Patrick Vieira in that CDM role. And the two in front of him. Hmm. This is very difficult. Um, I think I'll, I'll put a David Silva. Okay. Good choice. Next to him, I'll put... I never got to, I never really got to watch the damn play. So or Ronaldo. Oh Ronaldo. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really get to see Prime Ronaldinho, I'd say. So I won't put them there. Um I kind of want some balance. <laughs> um We'll put a. We'll put Cesc there. We'll put Fabregas there. We'll put him there. Okay. And like then. That. I think we'll go. Left wing. We'll go Thierry Henry. 
striker. Right wing, I'll go Messi. I think striker, the obvious choice would be Ronaldo. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah, you can also switch on Rain Ronaldo. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. How about you? Um, Ned, I, I, I'm going to say Casillas. I'm going to stick him in there. <laughs> um, you know, being like six feet tall, being what he can do, short keeper, but his ability to cover the net was unreal. Uh, I agree with you right back. I'm going to go Danny Elvis. Yeah. Um, it's tough between him, him or Lom. Um, I know. Wait, so that. would you say Lom was more of a left back or a right back? I, I had him as a right back CDM. Yeah, okay. I, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I feel like he could play both fullbacks. So um, I'm going to stick with Alves there. I'm going to go Sergio Ramos. Um, obviously, you know, we're, we're going to have different people because you're obviously older. You've seen more than I have. Um, so I'm going to go Ramos. Who the, the other center back is tough. You know, I want to see Van Dyke. Um, but I'm trying to think here. Who have I watched play? Um, you know, I might get slander for this, but I'm going to go John Terry beside um, Ramos. Um, fair, very fair, very fair. I, I had him and loved watching him in Chelsea. So, um, you know, Sergio had his left back as Alfonso Davies, which was kind of shocked by. <laughs> <laughs> but it's who, who we've watched. But I, I'm going to go Marcelo as the, my left back. Yeah, that was my other choice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, CDM. Uh, I'm gonna just go with a four-three-three as well. So CDM. Uh, I'm gonna go with N'Golo Conte. Oh. Um, I think it's. I think you know it's tough. So uh, one center mid. I'm gonna go Iniesta. Um. See, I want to put Xavi beside him, but it's tough. Um, there's a lot of center mids I watched. You know, Cruz, Modric. Chavi. Mm. Um, oh, Chavi, Iniesta. I forgot about these guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I've seen, I've seen Fabregas. I've seen, I've seen Santi Gazzola. I've seen Mesut Ozil. Uh, you know, he is my favorite player. So I, I, I'm going to stick Mesut Ozil there. Um, I'm going to go like Madrid, early gay Arsenal, Ozil. Um, you know, I could stick Xavi, could stick, you know, Xavi Alonso if I wanted to. Um, because Xavi, as I said, crowd Modric Cruz, but I'm going to go Urzel. Um, yeah. You know, obviously Messi, Ronaldo on the left and the right. Um, striker. I'm torn between three. Um, I'm torn between Drugba. Lewandowski or Van Persie. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I can't know, believe Lewand- you even said Van Persie. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, I was, hey, hey, I grew up Arsenal, so Van Persie was there. So um, obviously he left him in United, which is it was kind of kind of mad about, but um, 
I don't know. You know, I, I think I think I'm gonna stick Lewandowski um, up there. You know, it's it was tough between Drogba. I love watching Drogba and Chelsea. Um, but I think I think it was Lewandowski. Uh, and Percy was a was a close third, but I gotta go. I gotta go with uh, Lewandowski. You know, Sergio's was kind of whack. You know, he had Messi, Suarez, Ronaldo up front, which is okay, respectable. Respectable, respectable. <laughs> yeah, Xavi Alonso. Yeah, Iniesta and Xavi. Respectable, very respectable, very respectable. Yeah, Casillas yeah. yeah, had net. Yep. He had Ramos there. I think he had. I want to say he had. No, he had Lom and CDM, but he switched it for Alonso. Um, okay. So he had Ramos. He had Davies on the left, which I was kind of surprised. That makes no sense. Yeah, that makes no sense. Um, he's. Um, but he has right back. I forget he has right back. Um, and I forget who he had at the other center back. Um, I think it was, oh no, he had Puyol as right back. I what? Think, yeah. <laughs> um, he's a Barca fan. He had, like, he had like a whole bunch of Barca people coming in here. Um, and I forget who he had the other center back. Might have been Van Dyke. I don't know. Um, but yeah, they the Davis one shocked me. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Um, yeah. But yeah, um, you know, respectable. You know, I was kind of I was, when you were thinking about CDMs or CMs. I was like, I wanted to say Iniesta Xavi, but I think I thought you were gonna say it. But I for um, no, nah, I literally forgot. <laughs> like I literally forgot. I don't know why. Yeah, I think Vieira having Vieira and then Xavi and Iniesta right there. I yeah. I don't think my midfield could ever be touched like yeah. no it, it was a good it was a good call and uh david Silva. you know that was mm-hmm. uh, an underrated call um yeah you know another striker i was gonna put there was could have been even david via yep that's uh, fair or even fernando torres when he came in chelsea uh, prime torres yeah prime torres was, was crazy at liverpool uh, yeah he was a menace yeah, yeah. um but, you know, I'm going to stick with Lewandowski. My bench will have, you know, Van Persie, Drogba. Ew. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it, it was, it's been a while since I had any questions, so I thought might as well. For sure, for sure, bro. An all-time starting 11 that we've seen. Um, so I think that's going to wrap up the episode. I think that was exactly an hour. Um, we'll catch you next time. Episode 17, I've been your co-host, Jackson. And I've been your other co-host, Michael. And take care. We'll see you soon.